Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I'm joined by Taylor Holly Combs. So thanks for joining us today, Taylor. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So Taylor, I'm really excited to talk to you about your training and everything in wrestling. So um, let's get straight to it. So the first question, like, what was your inspiration to wanting to become a professional wrestler? Well, it that's such a hard question because wrestling wasn't my first choice growing up. Um, my first choice was to either be a model or a photographer, but I also grew up as a wrestling fan as well while watching WWE and just seeing people like Rey Mysterio, Rob Van Dam, Jeff Hardy, Lita, like those people inspired me to want to be a wrestler. So it seems like your list of wrestlers that you were inspired by are like the high flying you know, style type of wrestler. So is that the kind of style that you've been practicing so far? Absolutely. But I've also been trying to really focus on my like technical skills because I feel like when watching a match, you can really point out a good wrestler just by the way they chain wrestle. So I feel like that is my main focus right now because the high flying comes naturally to me. Okay. And with, you know, the whole high flying type of thing, I know it can be a little bit more dangerous and, you know, it seems like a lot of wrestlers who do that type of style, they um, tend to get injured a little more. So how do you like prepare yourself to like prevent the injuries and all that? So obviously stretching is key. Um, also working out is key. Um, and like I said, it comes naturally to me. So it's kind of weird. It's like, I don't really have to prepare for it. It's almost like second nature to my body. Like my body can just go and do a flip. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember when I was younger, when my, me and my friends would be jumping in the pool, they would be doing the flips in the pool and I could just never get my body to turn that way and stuff like that. So I understand like how some people, it's like you either got it or you don't. And it seems like you got it. So that's really good and really important for, you know, your profession and everything. So um, you were telling me um, before our recording that you had started training and then you took a little hiatus and then you got back into the training. So tell me a little bit about your journey so far. Okay. So my journey started back in 2017 and I was just attending like um, local independent shows. And that was kind of like my introduction back into wrestling because I stopped watching wrestling back in, I want to say 2007. And, and, you know, going to those shows, it was really inspiring. And I was like, hey, I want to do this. So um, I went online and I started re researching schools in the area. And then I found CZW. Um, so I contacted the owner. Um, we talked over the phone. He invited me in for a tryout. Um, after my tryout, he invited me to train at the school. And then um, the rest was history from there. So from 2018 to 2019, I was um, doing my training and somewhere in that time frame, I injured my neck, my cervical spine. And um, so that was the reason why I had to take a two year hiatus because they, my doctors thought that I needed physical therapy. They tested me for um, early like onset Parkinson's disease. Um, and once they determined that I didn't have Parkinson's, they were like, okay, well, before we, you know, get an MRI and suggest surgery, let's do physical therapy first. So after the physical therapy and everything, COVID hit. So once that hit, um, I couldn't get back into wrestling in 2020 like I wanted to. So 
it's been a long journey. I'm back now and I'm happy to be back. <laughs> <laughs> so like get it when you started getting back into it with the training and all that, was there like a mental aspect that you had to battle with knowing that you had that neck injury, like you don't want to re-injure it and stuff like that? Absolutely. Um, there was a lot of like apprehension on my end. Um, when I was invited um, at Super Crazy Pro Wrestling where I train now, um, we were in talks for almost a whole entire year before I actually like got back into wrestling because I was nervous. I didn't want to injure my neck again. And then plus there was like with wrestling, there's like a really big mental factor. Like I feel like a lot of people are capable, physically capable of wrestling, but um, mentally it's like, that's where I want to say like the discrepancy comes in. Um, it's like I had to get mentally strong in order to get back into wrestling just as well as physical. Exactly. Cause a lot of people, you know, on the outside, they think, Oh, you know, as long as you're in good shape and you could do this and you could do that, you'll be fine. You'll thrive in the business. But you know, in wrestling and any sport in general, like there's a lot of mental that, stuff that you have to go through, like getting yourself mentally prepared and especially with wrestling, because there's a lot into it when it comes to like keeping yourself safe, keeping your opponent safe and just, you know, all the things that you have to go through to be a professional wrestler. And I understand how like important that is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So now um, for my next question. So um, since, you know, you're still in your training and all that kind of stuff, I'm assuming that you have like a lot of goals and things you want to accomplish in the business. So tell me about some of your goals that you want to share with us. Well, some of my goals are to um, just equality for women. Um, I don't really want to get into detail, um, but there are some things that male wrestlers can get away with. But as soon as a woman does it, it's a big problem. And that was one of the main things that I faced at the promotion that, you know, I used to work for um, was just the double standard. Um, another one of my goals is to um, just bring more representation for Black women in wrestling as well, or Black wrestlers in general. Um, because one of the things that I'm starting to notice with the wrestling industry is like, yes, we're starting to see more representation in different ethnic groups, but when it comes to black wrestlers, I still see only lighter skinned wrestlers being pushed. And I would like to see more darker skinned wrestlers being pushed, more darker skinned champions um, just all across the board. Uh, because it's like, okay, we're getting rid of the racism in wrestling, but now we're starting to see colorism in wrestling. So those are like a few things that I kind of want to like demolish completely in wrestling and one of some of the few goals that I want to achieve in wrestling. And I really like those goals a lot. And I do have to like, unfortunately agree because for the longest time in the wrestling business, it was dominated by, you know, white wrestlers. And now we are starting to see a change. And I really like that. Like we're seeing, you know, like I'm going to use WWE as an example, like, you know, Bobby Lashley's WWE champion, Bianca Belair's champion. We seen Keith Lee have, you know, a lot of accomplishments and it's great. And, I, and I'm really liking it. So um, kind of like a fun question for you then. So, so far in 20. 20- that says 2020 through 2021, what was your most like proudest accomplishment that you've seen for like wrestlers of color in the business? It doesn't have to be WWE, it could be Indies, Impact, you know, whatever. Like what was the one that really stood out to you the most? Well, even, even I'm trying to like stay away from like answering questions about WWE, but I feel like the biggest moment for me was seeing um, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair main event WrestleMania. 
Um, that moment almost had me in tears just because it's been, I feel like it's a moment that's been so long overdue. Um, but yeah, that moment for me was big. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they both, you could tell, you know, were almost about to be in tears themselves. Like you could just see how proud they were to be in that spotlight. And they broke character and I love it. Like I, you know, some people don't like when wrestlers break character. I love it. I don't care. They're heel, badass or whatever. Like when the wrestlers show emotion, that really shows how much they care about it. And that makes you care about them more. Um, you know, I've seen, you know, plenty of, like Sasha Banks is not shy at all about like, you know, breaking character and showing her emotion. And I, and I love it. And it just, it just shows that, like I said, how passionate they are about what they're doing. And that, you know, for me as a fan, that really makes me get more invested into them because it, it's not just the characters, who they are outside of the ring too. And if I know that they really care as just, a, you know, a person and it just makes me more of a fan of them. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so now um, my next question, now this is kind of, you know, drifting away from wrestling. So I've seen on social media that you are really big into skateboarding and you also do some DJing. So tell me a little bit about those and how you got into them. Okay. So with skateboarding, that was kind of like a pandemic hobby um, because it's something that you can do by yourself. But um, it was something that I did back when I was in middle school. Like I had this little like janky skateboard that I found one day and I would just go to my local basketball courts and I would just practice like pushing around the tennis courts and the basketball courts. And then, um, you know, years later, now I'm in my 20s, uh, when the pandemic hit, I was looking for activity, activities to do and skateboarding was one of them. And one of my good friends, he's been showing me the ropes and um as far as DJing, um, my good friend, he's been showing me how to DJ. Uh, my father was a DJ, so it's like naturally in my blood. Um, but yeah, it's just something that I truly love to do aside from wrestling. It kind of like makes me feel more grounded uh, when I go out and I skate or when I'm in my house and I'm DJing. Yeah, because, like, it also can add to, like, another element to your wrestling career. Like, we've seen, like, Darby Allen as an example. He skates, and he's brought that into his character in wrestling, so I think that's pretty cool. But, um, yeah, I used to um, skateboard or kind of skateboard when I was in high school. Me and my friend used to sit on the skateboard and go down this hill, and it had, like, the swerve to it, and we would always fall. And we actually made, like, a video of us all, like, falling, like, a nice little compilation and stuff like that. And, um on the, the very final part of the video, my friend fell and he actually like had to go to the hospital. Like he hurt his ankle wow. pretty bad. And like, we have like the ambulance taking him away and stuff like that. Like it was, it was pretty crazy. And even, um, scarred contacted us about that video because they wanted to, um, potentially put it on the show, but we didn't have like the aftermath of it. We just had him falling and then you see him like with the wrap wrapped around him getting hauled into the the ambulance but that was just like I mean, and that video went viral in high school everyone you know knew him as a kid fell off the skateboard and it was it was always like a inside joke for years like teasing him about that <laughs> yeah man skateboarding is probably one of the most dangerous sports um aside from wrestling and it's so funny because when um to kind of like bring the two together when I first started off in wrestling back in 2018, I was very shy and I was the girl who would show up to training, but I wouldn't get in the ring because I was too afraid to do stuff in front of other people. 
So once I started skating and I wasn't wrestling, training, doing anything at all, it kind of like gave me that confidence to like finally do stuff in front of other people, like to finally perform because it's like when I'm skating to work or when I'm skating to the store, it's like I have to skate past other people. So it kind of like just broke down that wall for me. And like now I feel more comfortable, like, you know, performing in front of other people. And I credit skateboarding for that. Yeah, I can definitely uh, see that, too, because I've always been kind of shy myself. And, like, when I was playing baseball, I was always, like, good at pitching. And, obviously, if you're the pitcher, all eyes are on you, Doran, you know, that ending and stuff like that. And it just, like, I always felt, like, my comfort zone. I always felt, like, just really good and confident when I was in that spotlight. And it's crazy because, like, any other time I don't want the spotlight on me. And, like I said, I'm still that way to this day. Like, I just do not like the spotlight on me. And it's just, like, when you're doing something that you're very passionate about and really good at, it's just, like, it gives you that confidence and allows you to be someone who you didn't really think you could be. Absolutely. (laughs) That is definitely skateboarding. And also DJing for me because even though I haven't done a live set in front of a crowd just yet, um, that just really built my confidence and made me believe that, hey, I I can perform. Like, I can perform in front of other people. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. It looks like it's like a nice little gig that you can do to make some money on the side. And I know people make it a career too. Like I've never like looked into getting into it. So I can't, I couldn't say if it's hard or easy or anything like that, but it looks like there's a lot to it. And, you know, it looks fun though. I know it seems like a lot of the DJs I've seen, you know, on TV or whatever, look like they're having fun when they're doing it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it definitely is hard with vinyl. Now I tried CDJing and, CDJing with digital equipment, it's easier to beat match, it's easier to transition, but with vinyl, it's a complete art form. Um, It's like you really have to know your record in and out. You actually have to like count the time when you bring the record in. It's like, it's so complex, so complex. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it, it looks like it can definitely be complex and stuff like that not for me i will say that that's you know i'm not really good at you know complicated things but yeah like it's, it's not me at the end of the day <laughs> <laughs> so um now for my final question so i know you had mentioned that you wanted to kind of like not answer questions about ww so if you were to be put on like any um promotion on their grand stage like what promotion and like what pay-per-view would you want and then what out of any wrestler in the business who would you want to go to it with Ooh, that's such a good question um not to say that like i'm opposed to wwe i would definitely be willing to be signed by wwe but i'm leaning more so towards like AEW just because I feel like the wrestlers there get more creative control over their characters um so definitely AEW and who would I want to face off with I'm honestly thinking either Thunder Rosa or Britt Baker because I'm really loving their work at the moment I don't know why one of those two but like definitely one of them 
<laughs> oh yeah, I mean, there's definitely really great choices. Um, Thunder Rosa, she's amazing, and I just found out recently she's only been in the business for like six or seven years. And you think she would have been in for ten plus years, but both of them are phenomenal athletes. I love what both of them have done, you know, in the wrestling business. Um, I I heard about Britt Baker when I first started watching AEW, and I heard a lot of good things about her. And just everything she does, I love. Like her character work is amazing, and she and it's something that you know she is a dentist in real life, which I think is cool and. You're right. Like AEW does give their wrestlers more creative control. And I think that's great because when a wrestler is performing a character that they like, they get more into it. And, you know, us as fans can see that and it's more enjoyable versus when a wrestler is being forced to be something that they may or may not want to be. And it just, it doesn't, it doesn't come off as organic. Exactly. That's one of my main issues, not to openly critique WWE, but that is like one of my main issues with them at the moment. Like you can tell that a lot of their wrestlers were handed this character to play and a lot of them don't really put their heart into it because I guess it's something that they're not truly like passionate about doing. And it shows in their work not to like say that their work is bad, but I feel like their work would be 10 times better if they were, you know, portraying characters that they actually like. Exactly. And I mean, in, you know, a different type of scenario, like I've had jobs where like I would, they would, you know, my managers would have me doing this instead of something that I'm more passionate about. And when I'm doing that other thing, I just can't, like, I just don't have it in me to perform at, you know, 110% like I would if I were doing, you know, the position that I really want to do. And it's just, it's just a normal thing. Like not everyone can just really just perform at that level when you're kind of being forced to do something you don't want to do it just comes instinct I feel like definitely (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah Taylor so that wraps up all the questions that I have for you so I just want to thank you so much for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling it was really fun learning about you know your career and training and all that oh thank you so much for having me like you don't understand how excited I was to do this interview because this is like my first podcast that I've ever done so thank you so much for having me absolutely and I was re- I'm really excited to find out that I was the first podcast to have you on so um so I, I think that's pretty dope um so did you want to share your social media so all the listeners know where to find you at oh yeah definitely so I, I am on Instagram you can follow me at Taylor Holly Combs and I'm also on Twitter. Uh, it's THC Badlands. All right. Make sure you all follow Taylor on Instagram and Twitter. I will put the links to their social media platforms in the description below. Also, make sure that you all give us a sub on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And thank you all for tuning in. And thank you again, Taylor, for joining us today on O-Face. Thanks again. No problem. Bye. Bye. Everyone.